I'm in the studio here in Weybridge and I'm joined by our local councillor, that's uh, Judy Sarsby. Judy, thank you so much for coming into Brooklyn's Radio today. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Our pleasure, our pleasure. And we've only met fairly recently because yes, we only we caught, <laughs> caught up on Saturday and here you are. So, uh, and we'll talk about the uh, Saturday, this coming Saturday event fairly shortly. Uh, but um, you are a very busy bee, as we, I was saying to you off air, because you do so many worthwhile things for people. And two causes, I think, that are, are close to your heart. We're going to discuss one of them uh, today in great length. That's the, uh, the uh, charity work you do with Elmbridge Can. Can you tell us about the charity it's aims and uh, how you became involved with them? Yes, certainly. Um, I started working for them as a volunteer about three years ago. And at that time, they were very heavily involved with the um Syrian crisis caused by the Syrian civil war and um you know obviously there were a lot of families who were fleeing Syria at that time wanting to save their children's lives basically and bring them to safety and those that um spoke English tried to get to England in order to sort of get here and and establish um a home for themselves as they spoke English it was easier for them to get jobs and many of them did arrive here We've um, the charity um, hosts about twenty families throughout eight, um, Elmbridge, and um, many of those um, I've got to meet over a period of time and, and support. And I work with the charity and help the families integrate and settle and get the children into school and the families into doctors' surgeries and explain how life works here and systems work here. And, and we've now got you know many families who are living here, their children are in school, they're all um, enjoying life in, in Elmbridge and some in Weybridge. They go to scouts, they go to foot, you know different clubs, football, and really seeing Weybridge, seeing Elmbridge through their eyes is just you know a really wonderful thing. And now we have the Afghan crisis, unfortunately, and um, we've, Elmbridge has accepted three families we will be getting three families, but we have a major problem at the moment in trying to get accommodation for them. So explain a bit about how it works. So, so how does the accommodation side of it work? What are you looking for then? Well, it has to be private landlords. We have to go through the private sector and we're looking for one, two and three bedroom um, houses to bring these families into uh, the local area. We have definitely confirmed one, hopefully two in Weybridge um, properties so far. But it's it's difficult. It's a difficult time at the moment for estate agents, for the private sector. Uh, I was talking to um, a very helpful young lady called Samara at Leaders recently, and she was explaining to me that basically uh, the uh, property market has changed. And a lot of that is, you know, it's partially because of COVID and the feelings of insecurity people have in renting. It's also... Um, because it's less attractive now, I think, to rent. Uh, you know, there are more taxes involved. So that the actual amount of available properties have diminished. But the package that the council is offering is really an attractive one. They will pay the rent directly to the landlord. Oh, OK, so that's how it works. It's paid by the council. Yeah. So again, it, so it's kind of... In some ways, it's a safer bet than taking on a normal tenant. Absolutely. It's, you know, it's, it's a far more secure system in that respect. Um, and they are looking for long-term rents. I mean, the, the families, when they get here, you know, they'll probably be easier to find work for them 
than um, some other families because the majority of them will have been translators. And believe me, they have, you know, some amazing qualifications out there, PhDs, in order to, to get that job. And we're bringing them over here. So actually getting jobs for them will be, you know, a fairly rapid thing. But nevertheless, the rent is paid by the council. So that guarantee is there. And, you know, these are very appreciative, um, quiet families looking for, for a new uh, place to, to raise their children or not all of them have got children, obviously. So, you know, we're looking for smaller properties, too. So whilst they wait, how many families have you got waiting at the moment then for properties? Well, in um, the government put 61 families, I believe, into a hotel in Staines. Oh, right. OK. Uh, I mean, the situation is very fluid. Obviously, you know, it was originally the, the scheme. It's it's on the uh, Elmbridge web, website if you're interested and you have a property. It's the locally employed staff. So it's called LE. And if you put in LES under Elmbridge Borough Council, then it will bring up the whole details of the scheme and you can look at it there. Um, But we agreed that we would take three families initially and then Carball fell and obviously the situation then became more urgent and more pressing. And we really, I think the government then realised, you know, that they had to do everything pretty quickly. Uh, there are now these 60 families in a in a hotel in Staines, but I mean, already um, some of those have moved out and gone up north. So um, really, the, the, the situation is changing all the time, and I'm not entirely sure where it's going to go from here. But, you know, my priority is very much to get those three families in Elm, um, that Elmbridge has promised homes to into homes as soon as possible. And how many families did you say from earlier, the Syrian families, how many have you managed to house so far? 20. 20. And presumably because when you tend to uh, take on a tenancy agreement for property, it's probably three to five years. So some of those tenancies are probably coming to an end and they'll be looking for new housing as well. Well, that's very much the problem at the moment. That's exactly what has happened. I mean, we had some generous landlords, but um, they, some of those are in a situation now whereby they want to take the properties back and sell them or, you know, they've been very generous to us, but they're wanting to ask a higher rent. So we're now in a situation where we do have um, a small number of families obviously looking also in um, in Elmbridge and one family in particular, friends of mine, looking in, in Weybridge, you know, for a secure home for them and their families. They're, they've now got, you know, they, they're employed people and they have references and deposits and everything else, but there just isn't that much out there. Mm. And if we talk a little bit about the structure of the organisation of the charity itself, what sort of people make up those helping and supporting the charity? Well, it was founded by Jeannie Tweedy and Steve Wells, who are an amazing um, two people who, I mean, poor Jeannie, she tried to have a holiday in Cornwall for two weeks. I was in Spain and we were sort of texting each other and... Um, I don't think either of us got an awful lot of peace, but um, it, it, she really dedicates her life to this cause, to Elmbridge Can and Steve also. And, you know, they've become like me. They've become friends with um, all of these families. And the families become, the, the idea uh, is that the families become um, autonomous and you know, start structuring their own lives and, and getting on with it. And they do do that. That's that's the path of independence that we try and lay for them. So we bring them in, we tr- we get furniture, 
for the houses, um, try and get donations for furniture if we need to, or or we buy flat packs wherever possible so as we can give them sort of new stuff when we can and um, get whatever they need, get them registered with doctors, get the children into school, get English classes for any of the um, family members who don't speak English which is obviously very necessary and very useful for them and it helps them to settle much earlier and then you know sort of um, introduce them to each other as well so as they start making friends but we really want them to integrate which is what you know they generally do and uh, they just get on with life and start enjoying our beautiful borough. And it's a beautiful borough indeed. Uh, Judy, can you tell us in what ways can the community get involved with the charity? Well, I mean, at the moment, the the prime need of the charity and the prime need of the Afghan refugees is to find um, homes for them, which, as I was explaining earlier, is very difficult. Uh, So if you have um, yourself a rented property, if you bought um, a buy-to-let scheme and you have something and, you know, it's possible that in the next couple of months um, the existing tenants will be moving out, then, you know, by all means, have a look at the LES scheme on the um, Elmbridge Borough Council website and see if that would suit you because... They really do need homes, and it's a fairly secure and reliable um, package that's being offered by the council. Alternatively, if you have the time and you really want to help, have a look on Rightmove um, or similar websites and contact your local estate agents. Have a look at the LES scheme and, and phone up the estate agents and say, hey, you know, are you doing anything to help? Would this land, would the landlord of this property consider it? They obviously were not looking at the luxury end of the, the market. We are looking at the reasonably priced end of uh, the For rental, sure. yeah, the rental market. But there's quite a lot, out, you know, that you can still find if you look on Right Move. Um, but I have found that you know a lot of properties are left up there a long time, so it looks like it's quite healthy. And then you phone up, and they say, "No, that's gone, that's gone." So they are difficult to find. Not bad. I know a lot <clears throat> of people want to donate. And um, I know just how um, generous Weybridge is. I saw that during the pandemic when everybody stepped up and everybody wanted to help everybody. And it's just been fantastic, the number of offers that we've had on Facebook and the number of phone calls and emails that we've had. I mean, a donation to uh, Elmbridge can, a financial donation, is always welcome, obviously, because, you know, that money goes to help get kids into clubs it helps to send kids to holiday clubs um and to buy the essentials that the families need and it will be buying the essentials that the the afghan families need as well what we can't manage is people offering second-hand clothes and toys and things like that we have presumably be inundated and it it absolutely absolutely we don't have the people to sort it out and you know we, we it's great that people want to do that but take that to your local charity shop because um that there's just not the infrastructure to handle those sort of donations and you're looking for properties to let do do you ever integrate families with other families does that happen or well not really because um the properties wouldn't be big enough i mean we we work to the council standards of sort of how many bedrooms you have to have if you have um same-sex children then you know maybe you can have a smaller property and they can share bedrooms but 
um, generally, you know, we want them to have the same quality of life as we would have in this country. So, no, we don't we don't put people together. Obviously, there is a fostering service as well. And the fostering service in Surrey um, is actually suffering really badly anyway. I think I mentioned that to you as well uh, previously. It's having a bad time because since COVID, an awful lot of families who used to foster perhaps finding the idea of bringing a child in you know, who may have COVID into the family worrying. And um, therefore, there are far few people, far fewer people fostering at the moment. And the fostering service were telling me the other day that they had children having to be sent miles from their schools and their their uh, friends because the, the foster families are just not around at the moment. So, uh, I mean, anyone, you know, who would consider fostering, um, please get in touch with the Surrey Fostering Service. Um, and if you consider an Afghan child as well, then that's something else that, you know, you can offer. That's brilliant. I'm very pleased to hear that, that during the pandemic and during what's happened with the afghan crisis at weybridge you were saying has actually stepped up people have been brilliant in volunteering they have i mean um i saw it during the pandemic about you know how willing people were i live near a um a care home and i started clapping for the carers and you know the neighbors were coming out with that but then the care home needed support and they needed ppe and they needed various items and stuff was just being left on the doorstep but you know, everybody I knew, people were uh, delivering um, prescriptions on bicycles. People were delivering food for people who were isolating. Um, there was just a whole network of, um, you know, giving going on. And, you know, I felt it again with this. And so many people kind of saying, what can we do? And it, it's great. And, you know, it, I'm sorry that I'm really having to say, please don't um pass on your you know your clothes or your old toys it's great that you want to um but give them to uh one of the the many charity shops mm. in in the town because that's not something that we can handle but volunteering coming forward to volunteer to support projects priority needs we've had a lot of people um a lot of new volunteers recently as well and um when we take on um the first house uh, in a couple of weeks then we've got, you know, a whole network of people. Um, There's a lady called Fluidia Buckingham who works very hard for the charity as well. And she's managing uh, many of the volunteers. And, you know, we have a whole network just sort of ready to descend on this house and uh, assemble flat pack furniture. Actually, the only thing I think that we don't have is a carpenter, which would be really handy. So we need a carpenter. No, right. we, we need somebody who's really good at <laughs> flat pack furniture because we all keep saying to each other, are you any good at this? And we're like, no. I was going to say, you had two guys just outside. Yeah, the door I here, the studio, <laughs> they're pretty good. We'll, we'll get them involved. I clocked them on the way in, yes. But aside from that, you know, we do we we have people people who help with maintenance in properties. Um, that's always useful. Like uh, IT people are always useful to the charity as well. Um, people who have sort of inside knowledge of um, the sort of the systems within the UK, such as. Uh, you know how well I do the schools and doctors things like that then those people are always useful but um, as I say you know or a financial donation to the charity would always be welcome I'm sure it would but it's Elmbridge can and we are on the web you're on the web so is there a full um, www dot address yes do you want me to remember it do you know it no No. (laughs) 
Uh, we'll look it up. We've, we've played another track. Do what I do, Google Elmbridge Pan. It does. Well, I up. did as well, and it came up, so that's right. fine. So if people go online, just... Uh, Type in Elbridge Can. You can find out much, much more about the charity and how you can donate, how you can volunteer, and uh, particularly if you've got a property to let, how you can support with uh, letting a property. Yes, actually, one other thing we are looking for, I think, is van drivers with vans. Uh, anyone who can you know, help out with that, with moving furniture around, especially when the Afghans arrive, would be very welcome. Judy, as well as doing the amazing work that you're doing for the charity, I know you're very busy and a keen rower. Yes. Uh, down at Weybridge, and you, you've started off uh, some work down there to support the youngsters, I believe. Um, yes, we have. Well, when I became a councillor in May, uh, I heard about the Mayor's Charity, which was the Grace Deer Trust, and that was a charity that was started by a father and a sister of Grace who tragically took her own life in 2017 after a long battle with mental illness. When the second um, shutdown became, um, came into view, I realised that uh, there was a pandemic of ill mental health coming and I had a word with uh, the coaches and the committee at the rowing club and said, you know, this is going to happen and we need to be looking out for the juniors. And I think they sort of patted me on the head and said, Judy's off on one again. <laughs> um, but within a short period of time, I think we all realised that actually there was a problem and young people generally have been struggling with their mental health as a result of um, COVID and as a result of the lockdowns and the isolation. But for some people, for some juniors, actually coming out of lockdown was the problem. They'd been able to hide from their issues during the lockdown and then having to face their demons again may have been the problem. And a lot of uh, young people have been having anything from... um, body issues to self-harming to suicidal thoughts as a result the um i've got a wonderful group of people uh mainly from the rowing club um holly and and zoe and ava and um shrimpy claudine and and a whole group of us working to put together a sponsored row paddle run with six other clubs uh, to support um, in aid of the Grace Deer Trust. And the idea of that is that it will mainly be the young who will be participating. And what we want them to do is, in in um, uh, supporting the uh, event, we want them to actually be talking about mental health openly. Um, Scott, one of the coaches, is going to try and bring you know all, all the juniors together and uh, get them to row down the the river from Weybridge to um, Hampton Court thereabouts. And the canoe is the same. And then we've got the Hersham and Walton Football Club and uh, the Cricket Club and Vandals. You know, we're all going to go down there together. So it'll be, uh, you know, a great occasion. But the idea is that coaches may pass on information of any child they hear, not necessarily in their club, but in any school or anywhere, to each other, so that we can get a sort of a network of mental health support for juniors across the borough. That's brilliant. When's it actually taking place, the actual event? The actual event is taking place on the 10th of October. We have a workshop uh, which we're going to run, which is on the 22nd of September. And I want to get, um, you know, any club welfare officers or coaches who'd be interested in attending the Mental Health First Aid Workshop, are they welcome to contact me? And we have places available still on that course. 
And I just think the more people who are made aware of the problem and, and perhaps learn how to deal with it, how to speak to someone who they think is struggling, the more support we can give. And this is obviously a nationwide issue, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but well done for doing that. And we're going to talk to you. I think we're going to get you back in uh, Saturday week to talk about that again in more detail. It'd be great to do that. Uh, in the last minute we've got before the news, what's happening on Saturday? Well, Saturday we have the Weybridge Community Fair, the Late Summer Madness. This was um, meant to be happening in June and then it was cancelled. So I pulled it together at the last minute and tried to get as many clubs and organisations together. We've got Brooklyn's Museum, you were mentioning them, they're bringing a car and they have an activity tent for children there. So it'll be a great... Uh, you know, last day before school going back, or if they've already gone back, then, you know, a compensatory day, come out and have some fun. Um, loads of sports clubs, loads of uh, artists and potters, um, just everyone. It's it's hopefully going to be an event that we will repeat annually if this one works out and is successful. And I think it's going to be sunny. Let's hope so. We're praying for some sunshine, yeah, aren't we? absolutely. Uh, Judy, thanks so much for coming in today. It's been You're a pleasure. Welcome. And we'll see you again. Well, we'll see you on Saturday for the see main event. Then. It's uh, between 12 and 4 o'clock. Of course, Brooklyn's Radio will be there. Uh, lots of great live acts are uh, going to be appearing with us, including uh, the guys we had on last Saturday, the Weybridge Male Voice Choir. So looking forward to that one. Uh, so thanks to Judy for coming into the studio today. It's 